Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world, it's time for WWW. What happened this week in the world and what do we think about it? Good afternoon, good evening. Always coming to you live from Houston, hot Texas. More than 100 degrees repeatedly, day by day by day, but we're doing well. We're hanging in there. When I decided to move to Texas, I didn't realize I was moving to the sun. But here we go. Thank you so much for joining. Of course, if you're new to the program, it's a real simple idea, real simple format. We're going to talk a little bit about politics, a little bit about sports, a little bit about entertainment, things happening in the world, of course. Take a break from our fantastic sponsors. Then we'll come back and expand a little bit further on some of those ideas, some of those topics, some of those concepts. Here we go. It is time. It is middle of the month. July is started, and we are on our way. Little politics. The Mexican president, of course, was in the United States at the White House, and he spoke very plainly, very honestly to the American president, Joe Biden. It was kind of tough to watch, I must admit. I saw it for the first time today and saw that video. And here you have the Mexican president telling the American president, our economy's better, our energy's better, our prices are better. In fact, if you'd like for some of your American citizens to come across the border and get some gasoline in Mexico because it's cheaper, be more than happy to let them do that. Boy, that's hard to accept just less than two years since we were energy independent and needed nobody to help us and our gasoline prices were $2.39. Very difficult to watch our president sit there and have to hear that from the Mexican president, but boy did he, and he let him have it as well. Certainly that's a nice send-off for the president as he's now on his way to the Middle East. He's going to stop off in Israel, stop over in Saudi Arabia, stop off in some countries that uh, talk about oil and, and talk about oil and gas. And it is rumored to believe that Joe Biden will talk to the Saudi Arabians and ask them for some oil assistance. But oil, as you know, and you're following it closely, you know, I know you're following it at the pumps. Gasoline is now here, at least in Texas, right at $4. And I was able with a little discount uh, program that I use uh, from the gasoline gas grocery store. I was able to get some just below $4 gasoline this week and it felt good. Still 50 plus dollars for my tank, but it felt good that I was able to get under $4 to get some gasoline. So that's where we are, sadly, but truly, that's what's going on in our politics. When it comes to the sports, boy, everything is happening right now. If you're looking at the football, you're getting ready for the season. A lot of quarterbacks are changing hands. A lot of people are moving around. They are all over the place. And so things are happening in the football world. So football here in America will be starting soon. And those season, those uh, mini camps or boot camps are going to start soon, of course, and those people are going to be active and busy. But there's a lot happening in the sports, in the football world, certainly. Then, of course, in entertainment, we're going to talk about the top 10 richest musicians on the planet. Those top 10 richest. Not only who they are, maybe how they got there, and what are they worth? What's their net worth? Well, we'll talk about that here a little bit later. What's happening in the world? Well, the world was shocked and saddened by the events of last week. Last Thursday, you heard the news like I did. Our dear friend and friend of the country, Japan's longest-serving prime minister, President Abe, 
was gunned down as he was delivering a political speech as he was up for re-election. He had taken a break, if you remember, last year due to some health issues, had gotten better, gotten back to normal, gotten better, and was back on the trail and was going to be probably sworn in rather quickly, probably would have won the election very quickly. But sadly, he was gunned down and the assassin bullet took his life. And he was buried today in Japan. He was a very close friend to our last president. They played golf together. They worked well together. There's this classic picture of the last administration up against the wall looking at the Europeans and those Europeans kind of pressing our president. And Abe was one of the only world leaders on that side of the table with our president supporting us against the NATO payments and against the way to deal with Russia and the way to deal with stuff. So he was a very, very strong supporter of America and the policies and keeping China at bay and keeping that region very safe and secure. So it was a terrible loss by that assassination uh, success and the fact that he has been shot. But he was buried today. And again, I know they get, some people get frustrated, those people that aren't really smart into prayers and wishes or, you know, our prayers and, and thoughts go out to those that are stricken. And we certainly want to say that to Abe and his, his wife and family and, and those left behind. He was a very, very strong, strong American ally. We'll be missed sorely. So the Green New Deal struggling to kind of find a foothold, certainly trying to find a foothold in America, finding a foothold in Europe. It is struggling across the board. And the funny part, if you want to say it like that, is that there are clear examples that this green energy concept or power electricity and wind power and stuff is the only way to sustain the country going forward, sustain your economy, make it happen, make it work. We are seeing clear examples, just like we saw of the communist rule, that communist lifestyle doesn't seem to be successful. And those countries that were under a communist rule seem to be falling rather quickly. And so you see that those errors of the ways in the political spectrum and the way they're governing are given clear examples of does this work or does it not? Democracy we know works. America and other countries that are democratic have elections, have you know, those kind of ways to rule with governings and split governance and the way that works, that seems to be a successful route. The communist route doesn't seem to be successful. Well, neither does the green concept of living only. You know, can't we all get along and have some green energy policies, some fossil fuel energy policies? Why not have them both? I don't see why we can't. We can all live and work together quite clearly, but that seems to be not the issue. Sri Lanka two years ago decided to go fully green. Well, unfortunately, that country is suffering massively and those country difficulties, those services that you would hope to have if you were a, a, a citizen of Sri Lanka under their Green New Deal policies have, have bankrupt the country, bankrupt the system. There's no medicines, there's no foods, there's no power grids, they're not getting electricity, and Sri Lanka is a clean, green example a failure. And yet we have these people that still want to suggest that that's the way to go. So I find it hard to believe, but difficulty. In the Netherlands, we all know I was there and certainly loved 15 years living there and call the Dutch, many of them my brothers and sisters, because I love them all. Yet that country's government, again, is starting that green concept. And they've said in, by 2030, those carbon emissions, those uh, uh, 
emissions that you're exhuming, perhaps, are going to have to be cut back. Therefore, the farmers are going to have to take some cutbacks. The farmers are going to have to lose some of their livelihood. The farmers and those emissions from the cows, those fossil fuels, you know, they're not fossil fuels. Those emissions are going to have to be cut substantially. Well, the Dutch farmers are boycotting, and they're really causing a stir. They're blocking the roads, blocking the travel. They're dumping some manure on all the government homes and houses and government buildings. They are fighting hard, and unfortunately, there has been a loss of life. The Dutch don't shoot. It's difficult to have a gun in the Netherlands, but the Dutch police were open fire and landed a bullet on one of the young farmers protesting. So sadly, that has turned violent, but they are definitely not going the route of the Green New Deal, and they're not playing. And we're finding that across the globe. These France had the troubles. Britain just got rid of Boris Johnson for those mistakes and troubles, and he's got plenty other troubles than green policies. But certainly these countries that are trying to implement them force the citizens to live this way. Certainly the Americas are going to have a big comeuppance in November when that election happens and those people that have been forcing these policies on the American people and raising the prices and all that kind of stuff is going to be costly at the ballot box. Costly for those. We're coming to a world which just on the cusp of this November of reaching 8 billion people in its entirety. We are 8 billion coming around the corner in November. So that's going to be happening. Got some animals, deadly animals we want to talk about. That's going to be our next hour as, boy, has it happened already. Travel Leisure Magazine wants to take us anywhere you want to go. Twelve issues will come directly to your mailbox. $29.99 is the cost for those 12 issues. That's one full year, 58% off because you're a friend of the program. You'll find that at 866-737-8037 or www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. You'll not find a better magazine to tell you where and when to go and be and what to look for. Travel Leisure Magazine, one of my famous favorite magazines. As promised, the fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. I am so glad you're here. Again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. So, we were on the animal part just before we took this quick break. And sure enough, I, I saw a little article and I wanted to share with you. Kind of fun because everybody has dealt with animals. We've probably seen a lot. You'll certainly know most every one of these names that I come up with. But these are the deadliest animals on the planet. And we have several here in America and even some in Texas that we should be careful of. Of course, the scorpion, Mideast, North Africa country. The scorpion, of course, everybody's probably seen a little scorpion as they went to camp somewhere here in America. You saw a little scorpion. But they are a deadly creature, and they certainly made the list. The man of war in the ocean, right? Those jellyfish. They're called man of war, but people call them jellyfish. The cabbage patch, the cab <laughs> cabbage patch. 
cabbage heads are the white ones that really don't break the surface of the water, but they have those tentacles as well. It's those tentacles full of the poison that has the the danger, and you, you know they spread out. It's kind of like a tree in its roots. You see it on top, but those tentacles can go for quite some distance, and that's what gets you. Not necessarily the actual uh, top portion above the water. It's not that that gets you, and so that's of course there. Then we have the great white sharks. Those friends of the program know I've been to South Africa eight times, been in the great white shark cage three times, seen over 30 great white sharks. They've been around, they can live up to 70 years. Now, every time I went back, I don't know if I saw the same ones, but I certainly know that when I go back again, because they can live so long, I might see some of the same sharks that I've seen many years back. 70 years a great white shark can live. Did you know that? I didn't know that. The Cape Buffalo, famous buffalo, right? One of the top five, right? You have the Africa Big Five. And the Cape Buffalo, those African buffaloes, are one of the most dangerous. They are able to attack a lion. They're able to fend off a rhino. They're able to fend off their size and their strength, and they do come in numbers. Plenty of videos on the YouTube of those buffalo rescuing perhaps a little buffalo that's been attacked by a lion and rescuing it because they'll come at those lions and get them away and rescue their little fallen offspring. The black mamba, right? That's a famous snake. Everybody's heard about that. The black mamba in Africa, that black mamba can strike and it has this tendency, what makes it so deadly is that it continues to bite and bite and bite so it may grab onto you Normally a snake will strike, grab the, push the venom into the body, and then release and, and, and come back, recoil, if you will. That was what it was always, uh, when people would always ask me about the great white shark cage, where I was, was I ever scared or nervous? And the fact is that you really aren't, and I'm being honest with you all always, because of what I'm at right now. You, you're in the cage, they would, you know, throw the chum in the water, they would put the the food onto a line. They would draw the shark towards the cage, like you're you know, leading him, drawing him near, and you would be able to be ready for it. You had your camera ready, you were under the water, you were prepared, and you saw the shark coming. So I've got plenty of pictures of the shark coming, and then pictures of the shark, of course, taking the bait right in front of us, or the cage, or whatever. And so you saw that. So there was really no surprise. I guess the word is surprise. I've got one picture that people have seen that is the one that surprised me. Why? Because he came up and, and surprised me from behind. Never saw him coming. That's where the snake always gets people because it strikes so quickly. And you never see it coming, perhaps. But the black mamba will grab hold, start biting, 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 and enough venom to kill at least 10 people. Because every time he's biting, that venom goes into the body and into the system. So that's pretty cool. Everybody knows I'm a killer whale fan. I love not so much the free willy. Let's not go there. But I love killer whales. And I am, that's going to be my next and next big adventure, as I am the venturous type, as you all know. And that's going to be my next venture. I've seen so many videos. Here's a statistic about killer whales. There's never been one, not one, recorded incident of a killer whale attacking a human in the wild. Of course, we have them in SeaWorld, and we always have those terrible, but those are caged animals, frustrated and upset, and so they, of course, they lash out. But in the wild, you see the videos. People are as close to you and five feet, 10 feet away, and the orca whale just kind of goes, huh, 
Well, you're not a seal, so I won't eat you, but you're kind of interesting. But thanks for coming. I'm going to go away. And they go away, and you see them swimming, and you see all these videos. So that's going to be my next deal. I've got three locations where I'm going to go figure out, pick one, and go find my killer whale to swim with. And that's going to be cool. But what is next in line from the killer whale? You got to guess? Send it to me. No? Believe it or not, it's the leopard seal. What? The leopard seal is so aggressive and so dangerous that it is ranked in the ocean world the second most deadly predator after the killer whale. That's right. It jumps in front of the great white shark because, A, there's more of them. They come closer to the ocean. There was a video, in fact, just this week of these seals attacking beachgoers there and chasing them off the beach. They're huge, they're monsters, and they're actually very, very aggressive. And they're not necessarily going to eat you, but they certainly will bite you, and they certainly will attack you. And I had this uh, story of this, you saw this video of this girl, a seal came up, grabbed her, and pulled her in. Well, the, the father dove in, grabbed her, rescued her. But that was not the issue. The bite of the seal was so infected with bacteria and harmful yuck that the girl died. She didn't die from drowning. She didn't die from a fatal bite in a wound, you know, or bled to death. It was the bacteria from the mouth of the seal that killed her. So you have a lot to be worried about with this leopard seal. I found that very interesting. The whole list is as good as a full list. You've got rattlesnakes, of course, and you've got other sort of snakes and plenty of frogs. And they went into horses, of course. A horse can kick and break a rib, certainly kick you off the video screen. So that's kind of interesting. So let's guess, you know, that was fascinating. So that's the wild animals. You've got your stories, and I've got plenty as well. But you've got to be aware that these animals, of course, there are plenty out there that are wonderful and fun to watch, fun to see, but also some that perhaps will kill you. Be very careful. We're going to backtrack to entertainment, I promised you. We're going to take a couple of minutes and talk about the top 10 richest musicians, richest uh, people in the music industry, and boy, do they have some money. You're going to be, not be surprised. Some of these names, of course, are, are, are quickly recognizable. I certainly did. There was only two on the list, actually, that I didn't know or certainly would have guessed had done so well. Number 10, there was 50 on the list, but this was the top 10. Coldplay, the group Coldplay, done very, very well. They ranked number 10 of the top 10 richest musicians. They're at a net worth of $475 million. Number eight, you know very well, Elton John. Oh, my goodness, Elton John, $480 million. Here's one. You'll know the wife, but will you recognize this? Emilio Estefan, right? This is the Cuban-born musician guy that is kind of does more of the production, production side, producing side. But, of course, you know his wife, Gloria Estefan. Had so many great hot, fun, Cuban, Latin, very fast-paced, great songs. They're at $500 million for their number eight spot. The very famous Madonna, of course, been around forever, and she's got some great music still out there, $580 million. You see, we're still going, we're just going up. That means, could we get to the, yep, we could. 
Number six, Dr. Dre, right? The Beats headphones. Not only, of course, as he does good music and stuff, but those Beats headphones cause a lot of his success and money's coming into his kitty. He is, we jumped right from Madonna's 580. We'll keep the eight, add another zero. Dr. Dre at number six is worth $800 million. Puff Daddy, number five, we hit the top five, Sean Combs. Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, $825 million. Here's one of the ones that I didn't know. Herb Alpert. Who? You're right. Herb Alpert. Started young, was in the war, came back from the war, stayed mother, made him continue to play his trumpet. He played very well, continued to grow, grow, grow. Grammy winner, Grammy Lifetime Achievement winner, Grammy Successful Award winner. That guy's gone, of course. But he's, at the time, worth $850 million for his estate. Wow. No surprise for me. Big show tunes, big musical guy. Been in New York 11 years, been to a lot of these. Andrew Lloyd Webber. That name recognized by many people. Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course, very successful musicals, a fan of the opera, Cats, uh, uh, West Side Story, all sorts of these incredible musicals. His musicals have spanned 184 countries around the world. So he's done well. He is our first B. What? Here, the top three, you can only go higher. Number three, Andrew Lloyd Webber, net worth $1.2 billion, that's a B-I-L-L-I-O-N, billion dollars for that musician, musical man. Number two, no surprise, Paul McCartney, an original Beatle. Of course, he has some Guinness Book of World Records as well. Not only is Paul McCartney... Uh, very famous, of course, and his uh, I like I kind of wasn't a Beatle fan. Let's admit it, but let's go ahead and tell you I kind of liked him from his Paul McCartney, and uh, when he did the James Bond Live and Let Die, that was pretty cool. It was one of my favorites. So he has Guinness Book of World Records. How many? Well, at least three. He is in the Guinness Book of World Records for selling 100 million singles. Hmm. For the record. 100 million albums and has 60 golden discs or golden albums. Guinness Book of World Records for those three nuts. He's marked just quickly above Andrew. Not so much, but enough to, to, to live on. You know, in these economic times, you want to have enough to live on. He certainly does. Paul McCartney's number two in our top ten list at 1.28 billion dollar net worth 1.28 no surprise the last one now some of you fans will probably jump in and say Beyonce Beyonce well close her husband Jay-Z Jay-Z is your number one top musician from his music his productions his companies his entrepreneurship he has really branched out and he's done very well he is the number one highest richest musician person in the industry and he tops out a net worth of 1.4 billion dollars 1.4 billion is that enough to live on in these economic times i sure hope so 
All of them can live pro probably quite normally. We're going to do our best to live quite normally. I am so glad you've been here. Thank you for this time together. I hope you've enjoyed it. Kind of an interesting little program tonight as we've kind of done a little bit of what we promised. Talk a little bit about the politics, a little bit about sports and entertainment. A bit more about entertainment tonight perhaps than other times in the past. A little bit about the world events. There's a lot going on in the world we live in, so let's all be aware uh, of that. Poor, uh, poor Japan is suffering a big loss tonight and going to wonder what's their next step and who's going to lead that country. President Abe was a fantastic leader for that country. We will miss him sorely, certainly as an ally. We're going to reach 8 billion people come November. Folks, we are in this together. We are always in it together. And we promise you the fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. And we come to that time where it's time to say thanks again. We are in it. Under one sky, all together. Thank you so very much for your time. Ken H. Coming from Houston. Midnight says hello. We're staying cool. You stay cool. We'll speak to you soon. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>